you know, I think it's very important to have great perseverance. And I think it's really an important part is to learn the profession before you go on TV. You know, you mm -hmm. have so many young chefs, you ask them, what do you want to do? Yeah. They said, I want to be on TV. When I was young, I never thought about being on TV. You know, I said, you know what? I want to be a great cook. Mm -hmm. That's my aim. Wolfgang Puck. That's it. That's the descriptor. If you don't know who Wolfgang Puck is, I can't help you. Uh-huh. Mm. Apparently, that's not an okay descriptor for the podcast. Wolfgang Puck, one of the most celebrated chefs on the planet. From the swankiest red carpet moments to the freezer section, this guy is everywhere. And he's always on the go. I think he lives in the clouds. On a recent visit to his spot, Cut, by Wolfgang Puck, at the Rosewood Hotel in Georgetown, we set out to walk a mile. The conversation as complex and flavorful as one of his signature dishes. This is Walk a Mile with Tommy McFly, presented by Downtown DC. This is such a big day because I've you've been in my world and you've been in DC since the source opened. Yeah. I have never once seen you leave the restaurant. No, I know. I feel like this is it's a big terrible. day. You know, people always ask me, what is your favorite restaurant in uh, DC? It's cut, isn't it? Yeah. So I said, I don't go. I said, I only go to our restaurant. And uh... I, I love that. So um, this is the big day. We're, we're crossing the threshold. I've got Wolfgang oh, Puck outside for a mile long walk. How's your year treating you so far? You know, I love it. The year is great. I think the weather is perfect for mm. walk. I don't know why you have to sing off. <laughs> Open it up a little bit. It's so nice and warm out here. Taking my coat off. It is a beautiful day here. Okay. We're going to walk along the Georgetown Canal. You've at least seen the canal, you know, I out the know. window of cut. You know what? I saw it in California. We have that route, but looks like right here too. Look at that. Is that a canal? <laughs> They're doing all kinds of work to it, so it should be ready to go pretty soon. Okay, good. And then it, not a few years. Like a few years, exactly. You know how long it took them to build this bridge here? How long? Two years. Well, the bridge, you, the cut opened and then the bridge closed. I know. We, we had so much traffic coming in that bridge, the bridge collapsed, I think. <laughs> so how has your, how's your year been treating you so far? You know, it was very good. I started the year we were up in Vail skiing with the family. Nice. And then I went back to L.A. Mm -hmm. We worked a little bit. I just came from Cut in New York. You know, we are downtown at the Four Seasons. So did some events there, then came down here to see Andrew because Andrew is doing such a great job. So I said, okay, I leave him alone, but it's good to walk a little he bit. He is. Andrew, your chef, you're a cut. You, yeah. you leave the place in good hands. He does a great job. Oh, he, and he's with me for so many years. Mm -hmm. He really knows what I like. And so it makes it really easy. Yeah, got you outside the restaurant. So how do you keep fit? Because you're walking faster than I am. Okay, well, that's not a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I think I walk a lot, actually. You know, mm -hmm. I walk with my dog. I have an old English sheep dog, a big dog. And I walk for an hour every day when I'm in L.A. Nice, nice. And I play tennis still a little bit. Though, I must say, they didn't invite me to the Australian Open, so... I think that's a miss on their part. I know, I think they missed out because I could cook and play. <laughs> that's true. They get, they've won plane ticket, double the buck out of you. I mean, Nadal can do that. You know? Mm -hmm. Oop, we're dodging puddles here on the Georgetown Canal. I'm uh, not even sure this is open for walking anymore. I, I <laughs> know, I think there's more water up here on the walkway than down in the canal. Look at that canal here, oh my yeah. God. I think they've got some rehab coming to it for sure. 
There's all kinds of puddles out here. Yeah. I didn't realize you right. would walk a muddy mile with Wolfgang Puck. Okay. <laughs> so I, I haven't talked to you since the documentary came out. We talked yeah. right before it. How do you feel about like sharing your story and what was the reaction? Well, I think it's an important part that people know it wasn't always like that. You know, mm -hmm. including my kids, they think, oh, Wolfgang grew up, he opened a restaurant. It was so easy, he's successful. And I think at the end, they have to understand it wasn't always like that, right. you know? And that's why I did really the documentary or let Disney do the documentary because I said, you know, let's figure out and let people know the real story. Mm -hmm. It was really eye-opening and incredible to learn about your childhood. Yeah. I thought the most interesting thing was just the pure grit and determination you had. Yeah. And when you were on TV the first couple of times, you had everyone you know call the TV stations and say how much they liked your segment. I know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, at that time it was so funny. It was actually Mike Ovitz who got me on the first television mm -hmm. show. And he organized everything and they said, oh my God, Sim Wolfgang was on, we got higher ratings. <laughs> <laughs> How important is that now as you're talking to like young chefs and just people in general, like having that grit and that like, you know, get it done at any cost? You know, I think it's very important to have grit, perseverance. And I think it's really an important part is to learn the profession before you go on TV. You know, mm -hmm. you have so many young chefs you ask them, what do you want to do? Yeah. They said, I want to be on TV. <laughs> when I was young, I never thought about being on TV. You know, I said, you know what? I want to be a great cook. Mm -hmm. That's my aim. What are you looking at this year as far as flavors and tastes? What's the scoop? Oh, uh, What's the trend going to be? You know, I'm very excited about the projects we have in Marrakesh. Okay. We're going to open Spago in Marrakesh. Oh. And you know, Moroccan cuisine is very refined and delicious. So I'm sure I'm going to take away a few ideas from there. Oh, nice. I love that you're always learning. Yeah, I think for me, that's the most important part is curiosity and always trying to learn new things. How important is that when you open something in D.C. or Marrakesh or in Asia yeah. or, you know, anywhere in the world that you kind of give a, a note to the people and the flavors where you're opening? Well, I think it's really important to be interested in the culture, in people of where you are, like... Chef Andrew, he's really interested in everything mid-Atlantic here, using the ingredients, yeah, getting, you know, some of the wineries. So we have wines from Virginia, we have rye whiskey from here. So I think we're always interested in naturally all the seafood and we get the, the ducks. Totally. From not too far away from here. So I think we try to get as much local as possible. When you think about like the diners that come in to cut, I mean, you've had presidents and all kinds of really important people. Why do you think you attract that kind of clientele? Well, I think they like good food and good service. So I think uh, they come to us and you want to know a place. If you go to a place, you want to spend your money. You want to know that you're treated really well. Mm -hmm. You know, to me, hospitality is just as important as the food. So. If you come to cut, for example, here in D.C., everyone and everybody at the door and look, they are great in hospitality. And Andrew is one of the most talented chefs anywhere. So, you know, you're going to have a great experience. Why is it important that you do that? When you come to town, you are always talking about your chefs here, your managers here, your team here. Well, I think we are really a team, you know. 
for me alone, if I could do it alone, I would be rich. Mm -hmm. But, you know, you need so many people. It's just like if you have a football team, you can have the best quarterback, the best offense. But if you have no defense, you won't win the Super Bowl. Yeah. So for us, it's the same. You have to have great chefs, but you have to have great people at the front of the restaurant, at the front of the door, in the dining room, bartenders, busboys. It takes a lot of people, you know, and that's why it's so hard to to run a restaurant because you need so many people. You can out automate it. And it's impressive, though. You could come to town and be like, it's about me, 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 me. My name's on the door. But I, I love how you continuously turn it out to the other people who work for you all year round here. Totally, totally, because they're important, you know? I think it's not only up to me, because if I would be here every day, I could take all the credit, but I think I have to give credit to Andrew and to Evan and the whole team. When we come back, we learn Wolfgang Puck's plan for teaching Venus Williams how to cook. He shares a chat he had with Elton John. And the guy's got movie reviews about one of the strangest films streaming today. Season two of the Walk a Mile podcast is sponsored by Downtown DC, where you'll find the most museums in the district. More than a dozen, in fact. From historic icons like the Smithsonian American Art Museum and the National Building Museum to more recent arrivals such as Planet Word and the National Children's Museum. Downtown DC, we're home to art, culture, and history. Can you tell me about, last time we spoke, the dessert that you loved growing up, the Kaiser? Kaiser Schmann, yeah. Kaiser, oh my gosh. Can you walk our, our, our podcast friends through this? Because if you're walking and you're burning calories, you deserve one of those. Okay, we'll make one after the <laughs> restaurant, okay? okay. So what, what, what goes into it? Well, so it's really egg yolks and egg whites. You know, you mix the egg yolks with some creme fraiche. My mother used to put in a little farmer's cheese. We got right next door from the farmer, a little flour some raisins soaked in uh, rum, sugar, and then you mix that really well together, and then you mix the egg whites and beat them until to a soft peak with some sugar in it, and mm. then fold them in and bake it in a saute pan, almost like a souffle. Yeah. And then we use strawberries. In California, we have a lot of strawberries. In Austria, we use plums a lot and saute them so they are warm, put that on a plate, and then one day after 15 minutes of cooking time for the Kaiserschmarrn, you scoop it up and put it on top of the compote and put a little powdered sugar on top, and it's perfection. It's so good. Are you a food photo kind of person? If I opened up your phone, would I see food photos? Yeah, yeah, much more than sex photos or anything, <laughs> like you. <laughs> I, I, I follow you, so. <laughs> I'm not a good cook, that's why. Uh, okay, you have to occupy your time with something, you're right. We've all got our skills. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. How about music? What, what, what would you, what, what kind of music would I find on your phone? Oh, you know what? I have all kinds of music. I love music. So you can find on uh, Drake, for example. Mm -hmm. You can find uh, Pavarotti. I love Pink Floyd. So I like all kinds of genre of music. You a Renaissance know? man. Yeah, no, I think music is music. I love songs with great melodies. Like, I know Elton John really well, and I saw him the other day, and I said, how did you get the idea of doing, uh, remixing your song with Dua Lipa? So good. It's amazing, yeah. It's a complete new audience. You know, the young people love it. So 
I think it's really amazing how he keeps on being, uh, you know, relevant. Yeah, totally. I feel like the fact that you just happened to talk to Elton John the other day is pretty spectacular too. <laughs> I had the best time, uh, not last night, the night before, I was hanging out with Venus Williams. Mm -hmm. You know the tennis I've player? I've heard of her. <laughs> oh, you, even you have of her, okay. <laughs> yeah, so we were hanging out at Cut in uh, New York and she loves food, so I'm gonna give her cooking classes and she's gonna give me a few tennis lessons. I feel like that's a perfect trade. Uh, totally. What are you gonna teach Venus Williams to cook? Well, she loves the appetizers at uh, Cut in uh, New York, mm -hmm. but she wants to learn how we do our pizza. Okay. So we'll see. Need a big hot oven for that, don't you? Yeah, but you can do it on a pizza stone in your oven at home too. Really? If not, you get a pizza oven in your house. What's the pro tip on that? What's the Venus Williams pro tip on a pizza at home? You get a good pizza stone if you have a regular oven. Turn the oven to 550 and preheat the stone for, you know, an hour maybe. Yeah. As we're walking along the waterfront here, beautiful. Just, Look at that. Here comes huh? more choppers too. No, that's an airplane up there. It's not a chopper. Airplane oh, there. I had chopper here. Wow. Here comes one there. The Potomac is busy, but in the air, not on the in the water. Yeah. Uh, is that the president? No. 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 He doesn't fly in a white one. No. That's maybe Coast Guard. Yeah. There's all kinds of air traffic up and down. Yeah. But as we're walking through, it's so fun because people are looking at you, going like, "Holy crap, that's Wolfgang Puck." What's that like being you and when everywhere say, you go, someone they, goes, holy crap, it's Wolfgang Puck. And uh, they say, holy crap, and but, uh, with you, they say, holy shit, it's Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> or they're like, you, you again. <laughs> uh, yeah. People are excited to meet you. I'm, I'm a different story. Yeah, <laughs> you probably don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you want to ask Venus to teach you as far as getting better at tennis? Well, I think I really have to learn my backhand better. I okay. have to do, have a better backhand. I'm kind of lazy of turning because I had back surgery. So if you wanna, if you don't turn and ste step in, it's really yeah. difficult. So sometimes I just turn my body a little bit and doesn't work well. Maybe she'll give you some tips to work yeah, through that. I know, maybe I take better lessons from a woman than from a man. Probably. Yeah. And it's kind of like you don't have a professional pizza oven at home. How you, she can teach you how to be lazy with a backhand. Oh yeah, no, I have a tennis court. So instead of the pizza oven, so it's easy. <laughs> <laughs> This is, I can't, just can't get over what a beautiful day. It was yeah. like so rainy and terrible the last couple of days and you yeah. come to town and like the I skies- I brought that from California. Yeah, you really did. You brought it out here. I appreciate that. Okay. And we're walking on up. It's a beautiful great. view of the Kennedy Center. Yeah. It's gorgeous. Amazing. It's interesting because there's no other restaurants that you'd want to ever go to in DC. You're at your restaurant all the time. Yeah, no, you know, I come here for two days or three days. So mm. I spend all the time in our restaurant. Yeah. So I feel guilty actually going out. Even I should look what's going on a little bit, mm -hmm. but I think it's time for me maybe to spend a little more time here, visit with my kids a little bit, the museums and everything, because totally. it's such an interesting place, you know? Mm -hmm. I know it's all about politics here, but- There's a little great, bit more than that. I know, great museums and everything, so. I think I'm gonna come here and then go out to dinner a little bit. I think it speaks to though, like your work ethic and your belief in doing good stuff. Like, you know, you told me the amazing story about Gordon Ramsay last time I interviewed you that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a diner was trying to find him and he was in your restaurant. I know, exactly, huh? That's really, I like to be in my restaurant. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't have to be. Nobody tells me what to do really. Right. So if I go or not go, you know, it wouldn't make any difference maybe, but for me, that's what I love, that's what I live for. And you're getting into brunch now at Cut too, which yeah. is gonna be awesome. I know, so I think people can come uh, 
during their day here on Saturday or on Sunday, have brunch, then take a little walk, just like we do. And yeah. Have a great omelet or a great huevos rancheros. So this is the neighborhood. This is, you know, you got a great place here. It's a perfect neighborhood here because we are so close to the water. Mm -hmm. So you walk down, it's nice and a nice day in the springtime with the cherry blossom on, mm -hmm. take a little walk. So it won't take long until the sun comes up a little harder and we can enjoy the outdoor more. You have to bring the family in for cherry blossoms this yeah, year. So I don't have to go to Japan. Maybe it's, <laughs> it's shorter. It's a closer flight, if you're yeah. sure. You're on planes so much. What are you watching? What are you reading? How do you occupy your time? Well, I've watched a few movies, but not a lot, really. Mm -hmm. Like the last movie I watched was The Menu. Oh, okay. I'm so glad you saw that movie. That was so weird, right? Yeah, it was weird because the way it started. Yeah. It was, oh, I thought, I don't know where it's going to go or what the, what's going to be the story because I didn't read about it. I didn't know anything. <laughs> yeah. And then I didn't know that the woman going to stop the guy in the balls with the scissors. <laughs> One going to get hanged. <laughs> Guy's going to shoot himself. Gonna, I know. And I'm never going to look at s'mores the same way again. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it was a, a crazy plot, you know. <laughs> I'm so glad you watched it because I was like, should I ask him about the menu? Because I was like, if he saw it, he's going to talk about it. But and I'm so glad you saw it. You know, even the title, you yeah. said the menu. I said, what? Well, it's doesn't going to be a crime scene or Whatever, right, you know? right. I thought it was going to be like some Anthony Bourdain stuff, and it yeah. was not that at all. Yeah, no, that was really, <laughs> very, a very dark humor, yes. I think so. That is not the kind of menu that we've got going on at Cut, no, that's no, for I'm, sure. I'm scared if anybody walks around with scissors, so you know. <laughs> <laughs> so there's your name on the wall. We're walking back all into right, the Rosewood. Like, okay, <sighs> let's go to Cut then. Have a little brunch or something. Or Sounds you great. Make it. Let's right. Thank you for the walk. This okay, was awesome. It was a nice little exercise. See? Yeah. Now we woke up a little appetite and we are good. And I'm glad we kept your white shoes white throughout the muddy canal. Oh, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you. Good. Thank you so much for listening to Walk a Mile. We're in the middle of an exciting second season, so please subscribe because there's new episodes coming out all the time. And by the way, season one was pretty awesome, if I do say so myself. So you'll get all those episodes too. Thanks for listening. Walk a Mile with Tommy McFly is produced by Real Fun Content.